You're tuned into Eric's Movie Club. And now, here's Eric. Thank you so much, Jeff. This is Eric's Movie Club. I am Eric. We are all using streaming services these days, really more than ever before. And one thing always happens when we queue up Netflix or Amazon Prime, whichever one we're using, we take way too long to choose something to watch. So that's where I come in on this show. I recommend a movie you can check out on a famous streaming service, and I hope you will like it. For the month of October, I decided I would recommend movies from the horror and thriller genres. October has come to an end. It is officially November. Let's lighten things up a bit. My pick for today is Midnight in Paris, written and directed by Woody Allen. I'll tell you why you should check it out, and we'll discuss what I think are some of the greatest Woody Allen movies of all time. That's all coming up later. Movie News. I have a feeling quite a few people are not going to be very interested in this. There is a new movie coming out called Songbird, and it takes place during year four of a pandemic lockdown. So we're dealing with COVID-23, really capturing the zeitgeist with this one. It stars K.J. Appa from Riverdale as a delivery guy with a rare immunity that allows him to continue to work. And Sophia Carson from Disney's Descendants plays his girlfriend. Now, it was the first movie to start filming in Los Angeles since the pandemic shut everything down. There's no word when this movie is going to be released. The director says, quote, it's a dystopian, scary world, but it's a romantic movie about two people who just want to be together, but they can't. It's Romeo and Juliet, but they're separated by a front door and a virus. Can't imagine a lot of people these days are interested in lining up for that movie, but we'll see how it goes. Now, according to a new survey, a startling number of people have already started watching holiday movies, Christmas movies. One in three people say they've already watched a Christmas flick. And of those people, 40% say they started watching in October, which begs the question, when did the others start? 37% say they started in September. 20% of people started watching Christmas movies in August or earlier. Now, 80% of those people who started watching early say they think that they'll need to find a new holiday movie to watch this year. No kidding, you've already burned out the classics by starting in August. Anyway, I think those people are nuts, but if you like Christmas movies, you do you. It's time for Eric's Movie Recommendation. Today's movie is Midnight in Paris, released in 2011, written and directed by Woody Allen. The movie stars Owen Wilson, Rachel McAdams, Kathy Bates, Michael Sheen, Marianne Cotillard, among other fantastic actors. The cast is really amazing. Also, this movie won an Oscar for Best Original Screenplay. So what is this movie about? An American man named Gil Pender is a successful Hollywood screenwriter whose real dream is to be a novelist, and he's obsessed with the city of Paris, France, and he wishes he could travel back in time to the 1920s and hang out with his literary idols, Hemingway, Fitzgerald, etc. His dream actually comes true while walking the streets of Paris one night, and his experience encourages his writing and also makes him rethink his relationship with his very materialistic fiancée, Inez. I'm Gil Bender. I was with Hemingway and Picasso. Pablo Picasso and Ernest Hemingway. I'm Gil Bender from Pasadena. Cub Scouts. I failed freshman English, but little old Gil Bender has his novel with Gertrude Stein. Where can you watch this movie? You can watch it on Amazon Prime. Now why should you watch this movie? 
Well, I want to begin by addressing the elephant in the room here and something pretty heavy. Woody Allen wrote and directed this movie, and in 1992, Woody Allen was accused by his adoptive daughter, Dylan Farrow, of sexually molesting her at her adoptive mother, Mia Farrow's home. Now, this is a very serious allegation, especially considering Dylan was just seven years old at the time. I want to mention that two different investigations were done about this, one by the Child Sexual Abuse Clinic at Yale New Haven Hospital and one by the New York Child Welfare Agency of the State Department of Social Services. Both of those investigations concluded that there was no evidence of sexual abuse. However, his actions have been described as extremely inappropriate, and he did lose custody of his children around this time. Now, Mia Farrow and she and Woody Allen's biological uh, child, Ronan Farrow, have both been vocal about their support of Dylan and her accusations against Woody Allen over the years. Now, what I've just explained is an extremely condensed version of everything, and of course, only those who are involved know what really happened. But I wanted to start here because we have to ask ourselves, can we separate art from the artist? For me, I don't have a particularly high opinion of Woody Allen as a man. Uh, for example, he recently released a memoir in which apparently he discusses this whole situation. I have no interest in hearing his thoughts on this situation. I have no interest in reading that. However, I'm a big fan of his movies. I really enjoy his art. Now, I can let go of the fact that Woody Allen is a very unsavory character, maybe even a creepy character in real life, and I still enjoy his work, but some might not. And obviously, that's completely fair. Now, I'm going to spend the rest of this podcast talking about this movie, talking about some of Woody Allen's work, and if you are not interested in hearing that, I completely understand. So this would probably be the time to stop listening, and I hope you'll join me on my next episode of this show. I mentioned in my last episode, while talking about Stephen King's novel, 1122-63, that time travel in a story is something that really appeals to me. And I'm sure that at one time or another, we've all had the thought of, oh, I wish I was born in a different era, <laughs> right? I'm sure we've all thought that. I think that when I watch old movies sometimes, when I listen to music that was made before I was born, I think, wow, wouldn't it be great to be alive when this song was brand new to see what people thought of it? I often will think that, but this movie certainly taps into that feeling, maybe better than any other movie, and it also discusses why it isn't really wise to do that, to live in the past, or to long to live in the past. It's brilliantly written, this movie. In fact, the Academy thought so, and they gave it an Oscar. And it's very, very funny. Of course, Woody Allen is a comedian, and his movies are always very sharp and very witty. And this one happens to be quite thoughtful as well. Now, the art department in this movie deserves Oscar recognition. They did get nominated for an Oscar, ultimately lost out to Martin Scorsese's Hugo. But they really did an amazing job because most of the movie takes place in 2010. In modern times, they also had to basically recreate two different time periods. Paris in the 1920s, when Gill goes back in time and meets his literary heroes, Hemingway, Fitzgerald, all these people, also T.S. Eliot and Pablo Picasso and all these people. They had to recreate Paris in the 20s. They did a beautiful job. They also had to create Paris during the Belle Epoque period of the 1890s, because there's another scene that takes place in that period. The attention to detail is absolutely incredible, and I really felt the art department could have won the Oscar in this case. Now, the cast of this movie is probably the most exceptional thing about the film. 
Uh, I said this on a previous episode of this podcast about another movie that it doesn't matter how good the script is, how good the writing is in the movie, you need a great cast to execute the script and the ideas. And this movie is so incredibly well acted. Owen Wilson has the daunting task of being the male lead in this movie. And the reason why I say that is because usually the male leads in a Woody Allen movie end up doing Woody Allen, end up doing an impression of Woody Allen. That's kind of built in. I mean, the movie and the main character are written through his perspective, you know, in his voice, basically. And if you look really closely, you'll see that in Owen Wilson's performance. But if you're an Owen Wilson fan, you'll just see the same kind of charming Owen Wilson that you typically see. He was very good. Rachel McAdams, I feel kind of bad for her because she is one of the finest actors we have, and she has played so many unlikable characters. <laughs> it's almost like she's typecast in a way. I mean, not all of her characters are unlikable, but certainly many of the uh, memorable ones, and this is certainly the case for this character. Her character is named Inez. She plays um, Gil's fiance, and, uh, well, she is just fantastic. Michael Sheen in this movie plays a character that is unlike any other character I've seen him play before. He plays this real snobby kind of academic type, arrogant, condescending, pedantic. He's the kind of guy who starts a sentence with, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he's one of those guys, and he pulls that off extremely well. Very, very good. You almost won't even recognize him as Michael Sheen when you see him on screen for the first time. Here's a superb Picasso. If I'm not mistaken, he painted this, this marvelous portrait of his French mistress, Madeleine Brissot, in the 20s. Uh, but Paul, I'm going to have to differ with you on this one. Really? Gil, Gil, yeah. just pay attention. You might learn something. Okay, well, if I'm not mistaken, this was a failed attempt to capture a young French girl named Adriana from Bordeaux, if my art history serves me, who came to Paris to study costume design for the theater. And I'm pretty sure she had an affair with Modigliani, then Braque, which is how Pablo met her, Picasso. Of course, what you don't get from this portrait is the subtlety in her beauty. She was just a knockout. Marion Cotillard is absolutely pitch perfect in this movie. She plays Adriana, a woman who Gil falls in love with when he goes back into the past, into the 1920s, and she almost feels like a character straight out of the pages of The Sun Also Rises by Ernest Hemingway, right? She feels like a character that would have been in one of those great books from the 1920s. And I also want to mention Tom Hiddleston and Alison Pill. They play F. Scott and Zelda Fitzgerald. Corey Stoll plays Ernest Hemingway. Kathy Bates is Gertrude Stein. Can Kathy Bates just be in every movie, please? Adrian Brody plays Salvador Dali, and they are all fantastic in their roles. Brody especially is extremely funny as Salvador Dali. Now, to me, this movie is like chocolate or, or something like that. I mean, I just can't get enough of it. I just want to watch it all the time. It's extremely watchable, extremely re-watchable. Uh, I enjoy it very much, and I could talk about it further, but I won't. I hope you'll check it out. Talking about movies with Eric. But where does Midnight in Paris rank among Woody Allen's greatest movies? For me, it ranks pretty high, but let's get into that. I think my all-time favorite Woody Allen movie was the first one I ever saw, which was Annie Hall. It's the movie that made me want to explore his filmography further. And there are so many things to love about that movie. It certainly has been recognized in quite a few ways over the years. It won four Oscars, Best Picture, Best Director, Best Screenplay, and Best Actress for Diane Keaton, who was amazing in that movie. You want a lift? 
Oh, why? Uh, you got a car? No, I'm. I was gonna take a cab. Oh no, I have a car. You have a car? So <clears throat> I don't understand. What, if you have a car, so then then why, why did you say do you have a car? Like you wanted a lift? I don't. I don't. I jeez. I don't know. I wasn't. <laughs> it's. I got this VW out there. <laughs> what a jerk. Yeah. Would you like a lift? <laughs> it also is on the American Film Institute's list of the 100 greatest movies of all time. This is also probably, in my opinion, the funniest Woody Allen movie. I absolutely love it. It's one of my favorite of his movies and one of my favorite movies, truly, of all time. So that has to be number one for me. I also love the movie Manhattan. This would probably be my second favorite. Now, this one hasn't aged particularly well. For one of the plot points, Woody's character in the movie is dating a 17-year-old. I believe Woody Allen was in his 40s at the time. That's pretty tough in 2020. I guess it wasn't as big a deal in 1978, but in 2020, it's pretty tough. If you can ignore that, it is probably Allen's visually most beautiful movie. The cinematographer was the great Gordon Willis. The movie is shot in black and white. It's just incredible. Also, very, very funny. Features great performances by Diane Keaton again and Meryl Streep. Let me ask you something. Here's what I still don't understand. All the th- what, are you, what are you running? All the times I come over here, I can't understand how you can prefer her to me. You can't I'm, understand that. No. no well, you knew my me. history when you married me. Yeah, I know. My analyst warned me, but you were so beautiful that I, and I got another analyst. Next is a movie that Woody Allen himself ranks among his favorites in his own filmography. It's The Purple Rose of Cairo. The movie stars Mia Farrow, Jeff Daniels, and Danny Aiello. And this is one of the most interesting concepts for a film that Woody Allen ever came up with. I would say it falls into the fantasy romantic comedy genre, actually much like Midnight in Paris. And what would happen if a character in a movie jumped out of the movie and into real life? Well, this movie answers that question. It's brilliant. Well, I am very impressed. I really am. You have yourself quite a place here. (laughs) You know, I still can't get over the fact that 24 hours ago I was in an Egyptian tomb. I didn't know any of you wonderful people. And here I am now. I'm on the verge of a madcap Manhattan weekend. My God, you must really love this picture. Me? You've been here all day, and I've seen you here twice before. You mean me? Yes, you, you, you. This is the fifth time you're seeing this. I'd be happy slotting Midnight in Paris right here on my personal list. Number four in his filmography. Other people might feel different. I want to throw out a few others that I really love. Crimes and Misdemeanors. Hannah and Her Sisters is fantastic. Played again Sam. Stardust Memories, which was his homage, but also parody to the great... Uh, Fellini film, Eight and a Half. There's so many fantastic Woody Allen movies. What is your favorite? I'd love to hear from you. And if you do end up watching Midnight in Paris, please let me know what you thought. If there is a specific genre of movie you'd like to see me recommend on here, just let me know. If you have any movie-related questions, anything like that, just let me know. You can reach out to me at the Eric's Movie Club Facebook page. I'll talk to you again next week. This has been Eric's Movie Club, a giant TV production. 